This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's the Volunteer Hotspot, proudly supported by Bakehouse on Bond. This time every Friday we take a look at the power of volunteering in our communities, talking with people and organisations who are doing great work based on volunteer effort. Dunedin Writing for the Disabled is one of those organisations and joining me now to talk more about it, Claudine Toliafoa. Claudine, um, Morena, good to have you with us. Thanks for coming in. Oh, Morena, and you, you pronounced my surname correctly. A nice work. <laughs> well, that's a good start. <laughs> Um, so there's a lot to find out here. Maybe we should start uh, with, perhaps you could describe for us um, you know, what, what Riding for the Disabled is all about. What's the mission here? So Riding uh, for Disabled uses horses in a type of therapy setting um, where we have young people who have uh, a myriad of, of issues, whether it be grief, anxiety, slow learning, processing, um, autism, uh, you know, to wheelchair people or wheelchair young people who um, who use riding and being on the horse as a way to connect with their, their nervous system, help them with their physical body um, and be able to give them an activity where they can actually succeed mm. and achieve. You know, I think about the connection that we make with animals for start. I mean, that's one thing that can be of a great a source of companionship and comfort in our lives. The other thing also, when you look at a great big horse, is like, goodness me, <laughs> this is this is a significant animal. It can be quite a challenge for anybody to take on something like that. It certainly can. Um, there is a lot of scientific evidence, especially in the States, where they use therapy, therapeutic riding, um, and they use it a lot for um, ex-vets that come back. Um, from war zones and things and the, the scientific evidence shows that being around a horse actually causes your heart rate to drop mm. and also for your nervous system to relax so yeah and it's interesting to watch these children who are pretty, some of them are really small you know seven or eight or nine um, get on a big horse and you know finish that ride and feel a real accomplishment like huge smiles on their face and they feel like they've done something pretty scary mm. and they've achieved it and that, I guess, might take some time. It's interesting because it, it doesn't take a lot of time for a child to get used to being on a horse. So they end up, within a few le- few sessions, they end up being able to mount the horse, um, be able to be led on the horse and to actually be holding reins and sitting correctly. Mm. So it is actually to get to uh, a state where you are riding fairly well, it doesn't take that many lessons and I think that's the beauty of it because children who struggle at school find in the writing setting that they can actually achieve these things quite quickly and get some success. Mm. I, I'm guessing that the horses have a particular nature. Yes, yes they do. They're, um, they've got great personalities but yes they're gentle, um, they tend to be able to be ridden by a number of different riders, led by a lot of different people, have sidewalkers so they're horses that are really accustomed to being surrounded by young children and people um, and they are quite hard to get, to get that um, you get that temperament. They're not necessarily the most attractive horses. They're <laughs> <laughs> to say, but they are the most amazing, incredible horses. And does Riding for the Disabled own the horses or lease the horses or loan the horses? What, what? They do a bit of both, hmm. yeah. So um, they they do have some riding um, contracts with people who, who have their own horses and who they've brought in or someone suggested this could be a good horse. Um, they train it up a bit and find that actually it can 
handle the writing and, and sort of volunteer spectrum pretty well. Um, and it, it's a, sometimes a bit of hit and miss, yeah. but um, they also have their own horses that they use as well, that they purchase. It's a resource-heavy um, service, isn't it? I mean, you need a space to be, you need the horses, you need... Uh, the people who have the expertise to make all this happen. Um, I'm guessing that is a bit of a tightrope for you to walk most of the year. Um, it is. Um, funding is often a little bit difficult to come by. Um, if, as you can imagine, horses eat a lot of food. We need our horses getting, um, you know, the, the vet out. We need their hooves done every eight weeks, their teeth done. There's a lot of maintenance and care for these horses because they are our working asset. Um, and so it does get difficult. Also, often with the children, we need at least three volunteers per rider. Right. So that can be quite heavy from a volunteer load. Yeah. How do you make the connection with the children? How do they come to be with you? Uh, so there are some schools that actually um, send children. Uh, that's part of their curriculum, uh, and that's what they do year in, year out. Uh, other children get referred either a parent who thinks, wow, this would be a, a really good opportunity for my child to learn, um, or it could be the school, uh, it could be a carer, it could be uh, a parent. I think I've mentioned that. So it's a, a different variety of ways that a child can come through the program. Um, they go onto the website. We've got a website, which is www.rdadunedin.org. And they just have a look in there. And if they want to refer a rider, they can do so. It might be a psychiatrist or a physiotherapist that thinks the writing could be useful. Um, so there's a, a simple referral form on there, which you just fill out and send through. And then that gets the ball rolling. Any cost associated with it? There is a small cost. What we do do is do um, subsidised riding. So we try and um, have an, another arm of ours where we do other riding, which is in the afternoon, our RDAs in the morning, and we try and sub- subsidise that RDA cost in the morning. Yeah. This is all about transformation. So tell us about some of what you've witnessed in the children who've been with riding for the disabled. Um, I've seen a big change. I think I've been there three over three years. Um, I'm not a horse person, as in I didn't grow up riding. Just you know, only when I was two or three, I might have been put on a horse. So for me, it was a big new world to learn about. And what I have seen is, um, you know, there's a couple of well, quite a few riders. You see them come in; they're really scared to touch the horse really scared they won't go near the horse perhaps even for the first lesson Mm. and then the next lesson they're touching the horse and then they're actually leading the horse and then the next lesson they might be up on the mounting block and they've actually got on the horse Um, and then you know before you know it they're they're off riding and and they're actually then after that you see the confidence build Um, and you find that these children sometimes over a period of two or three years start coming out of their shell and actually becoming leaders in their own group which is nice to see Mm. so no question uh, an amazing service to be able to provide for the community and it is volunteer driven Um, so um, I imagine you're always looking for people who could be engaged with this program. Um, how do volunteers on board with writing for the disabled? 
Um, thanks for asking that, <laughs> that, that question, Jeff. I guess I give it a bit of a plug. Um, so again, what you do is go onto the website, um, as I mentioned before, www.rdadunedin.org. There is a, um, a page there where you can put your volunteer details down and your contact details down. And then from there, Lucy, our volunteer office manager will then step in and contact those people and there are some requirements um, as in paperwork and things like that but um, everyone that I've met have have really enjoyed the experience. Is experience uh, with horses necessary? Not at all. We provide full training. Um, As I said, I came on board with no experience at all Uh, and I've now, I think I'm one of the assistant coaches. So, Mm. you know, you can work your way through. It's a a great experience, a wonderful location. We're in Fairfield, um, surrounded by, at the end of a road, surrounded by paddocks and and, um, some lovely hillsides. So you're in Dunedin, but you feel like you're in a different world so it's actually quite therapeutic in itself what do volunteers tell you about what they get out of it um they get a a sense of being able to help children who perhaps just need a little bit more contact with someone you know someone that they see regularly so often our volunteers will sign up um for a term and they'll come in uh, one day a week and do say three hours with us and that um, volunteer then gets to know the children that ride on that particular day at those times and they form a relationship with those children and they get to see the development of the children Mm. they also get to interact with the horses themselves they get to know the horse um, and they get to be with other like-minded adults who are there for the benefit of the children um, and they also get to have lovely a lovely cup of coffee and some awesome biscuits <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking my language uh, Claudine when we talk uh, often on this um, hot spot about volunteering uh, often we focus on the tasks such as the one you've talked about with, with hands on with the kids with the horses but there's also with organisations other voluntary efforts going in behind the scenes what about that? Is that could you benefit from support in any other areas for administration and so forth absolutely so as you can imagine we've got I think we've got nine horses at the moment um, so we need paddock cleaning we need people that are happy to come out and maybe they've got a bit of a digger we might need some drains dug um, we've also got hay that needs to be moved we've got feeding out of the horses twice a day um, there is some admin things as you mentioned that people could get involved in um, there's just you know there's things outside the actual riding mm. that, they, that they can help with so there's I mean, if you're interested in um, supporting the organisation, then all you'd need to do is contact us on the website and then, you know, there'll be, find out what you want to do, what your goals are as a volunteer, and I'm sure that we can find a spot for you. How many young people are you helping through Riding for the Disabled at any given time? So I think at the moment we've got over 60 riders on our books. Wow. Um, possibly even over 70. So there are a lot of riders that come through. Um, we've got morning sessions and also afternoon sessions um, and so we're trying to, to build up the program and be able to service the growing need that's out there. Okay well it's been such uh, an interesting conversation learning more about writing for the disabled here in Aotearoa Dunedin. Um, do get in touch with writing for the disabled if you've got any questions or interest in, in helping out yourself uh, on a voluntary basis with this wonderful organisation. Claudine thanks so much for taking some time to join us here today. Thanks Jeff. And our thanks also go to Bakehouse on Bond for their continued support for the Volunteer South Hotspot. Bakehouse on Bond is the bakery for all your snack and lunchtime needs. We are in two great locations in Dunedin, 
the main bakery in Bond Street, and our new store at 138 George Street, next to Westpac. Got a fundraiser or catered event coming up? Check out our website, bakehouseonbond.com, for details. Bakehouse on Bond, proud supporters of the Volunteer South Hotspot. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.